Going. So today's daf is daf Yud Dalid. Page 14, Heli Gimasach is the Dorim. We're going to go back to the beginning of our parak to Yud Gimel Amar Beis. We're going to learn the Mishnah again and restart. All right, Yud Gimel Amar Beis. Let us start the new parak. A really fascinating uh, daf today. Tomorrow it's going it's to shift course. Could be a, a, a fun daf Bezem on, on Tezvav as well. But let's get going. Let's get going over here. So, sucked the Mishnah. A whole list of statements that if you make them are not valid vows. Meaning whatever you tried for, you said was going to be forbidden to you, is actually going to remain permitted. The following statements, if you say them, remain mutter. A person says, that's chulin, that I'm going to, it's chulin to eat from your things. Okay, she just said it's permitted. That's all you said. All right. Now we're going to shift to a whole bunch of examples of things that are actually usher to eat. Now, chulin, you're allowed to eat. We're going to give a list of things that is usher to eat, but it's still not a valid vow. Because again, a vow is only through association. It's only valid on another vow. Not on something that that's, uh, has a previous, previously existing prohibition. So here we go. A person says, this thing is forbidden to me, kibsar chazir. Like meat from a P.I.G. It's also to me like like idol worship. Like skins at, at the entrance of the heart. Now this is referring to, as we quoted yesterday from the Ran, that uh, there's type of Avedizara where they would rip out the heart uh, from a live animal and serve it to their Avedizara. What's a Nevela? Nevela is an animal that dies by itself. A trefa is an animal that's got it's got uh, issues with the uh, primary organs. Scotsaber, a muscle, creepy, crawly creatures. Kechalas, aren't chumasa. It's going to be like aren't and chuma. Mutter. All these cases, it's mutter. Why? So, when, besides for the case of chulin, the the reason is because the the vow through association is not a valid vow, right? Because it, it has previously existing uh, prohibitions. Okay. Somebody says to his wife, I'm going to treat you like mom. I'm treating you like mother. Okay. Now, we'll see if the Gemara is going to get into what exactly he means by treating him like mother. Does that mean that you're going to give me a whole supper? Does that mean I'm not allowed to eat dinner? Like mom served dinner? Is referring to most of Mepharshim explained it has to do with uh, having relations together. So, this is how we ended off with the limun, where we say to him that uh, we're not going to say that it's garnished. We're going to say no. The, the statement, even though really it's nothing, we're not going to say you have to find the pesach to remove the nether. You can't just say that nothing happened over here. Eight twenty. All right. Time of the reason why you're allowed to eat it is because the statement that you said it's chulin to eat from your thing. Going back to yesterday's daf and really the daf Yudam and Beis, Rabbi says ha lachul shaykelacha mashma. We're going to imply that it means that no, it's no longer chulin. It's going to be carbon, and the halacha is going to be you're not allowed to eat it. Now here's the issue. Remember going back to. Dafir Aleph now, Rav Meir is of the opinion that, that you don't say you have to mamish cross your T's and dot your I's, which, are, which is not happening in this Mashmois. So the Gemara says, Mani Masnisin, 
Uzatana of our Mishnah with this deal, with this inference, Irev Meir, Itzrev Meir, it's not possible. Because Halasle Machlal Avatashmehain, top of today's daf, Yev Meir doesn't agree with the rule that Machalav you do hear Hain, and therefore, either way, the, ne- the nether is not going to be valid. The elder of Yehuda, and you're going to say, Rev Yehuda, Hainu Reish, Rev Yehuda already taught us this on Daf Yudam Abase. Okay? So then he's just repeating the same thing. To which the Gemara says, You're right. This Mishnah and this idea of Chul and Shaykh is not, the, added, is not a, the, the big Chiddush that we want to bring out. There's no new Chiddush in Rabbi Yehuda. I did the Tani Kipsar Chazir, but once we're given a whole list of things like Kipsar Chazir, so we're also going to give another case where it's mutter, it remains mutter to eat it, and that is Chul and Shaykh Fine. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, Hachi Katani. Yeah, Ravina says another possible answer. How um, our mission could be following Rabbi Yehuda? Ve'elu mutarim kechulin. Which things are ve'elu uh, mutarim? And the following statements: the food remains mutter. If he says kechulin, if it's like chulin, kibsar chazir, kavoy this kechav. Okay. So again, he's agreeing. There was no real chiddush in mentioning chulin, but it's it's part of the call it the flow of the Mishnah that we added in. Says the Gemara ve'ilai tana chulin. One second. If you're putting it in here, you're saying it's not really a chiddush. Just for added to the list of things that remain permitted. But if our Mishnah would not have specifically said the case of chulin itself, okay? I would have thought to say that in all the cases you got to go to a rav, and the rav, the paisik, the mumcha, is going to have to find an opening for you, okay? Meaning like this. Meaning like this. Our Mishnah said, these things are mutter. Does that mean, like, nothing happened? Or does it mean that you didn't create a proper nether, but you still need to go to a mumcha to have it removed to teach you this lesson that we said at the end about the, about the mother? Okay? But is, would we have thought that if a person says, Chulun, Shani Eichelacha, that you need to have it, uh, you, have to, you, you have to go and, and remove the vow? But this that we only say at the end of the Mishnah. You got to find some sort of opening. Seems to imply it's not there at all in the ratio. There's no Chiyav at all. Only in the last case. The Gemara says, you're right. It's got to be the first answer that we gave, which is Chulin Memela Naspa. That our Mishnah is Reb Yehuda. And this that you're going to ask, I Reb Yehuda already taught us this, this Chiddush on Daf Yudam and Pays. The answer is you're right. But we're adding Chulun to the tab along with everything else that is permitted. Fine. So that was a, that, that, uh, that Gemara was focused on establishing who the Tana of our Mishnah could be. So now the Gemara is going to get into the nitty gritty of each halach. Nitty gritty of each halach. Says the Gemara. How do I know the main halacha of our Mishnah, which is that if you look at a, if, if you look at food and you say about this food, or you look at a guy, you say to the guy, your food, anything that you have is to me like a PIG. It's not a valid nether. Why? What, what do we say? What was the swara? Because it has to be connected to some of association to something else that's forbidden to another. One says, how do you know that source? How do you know that? And something which is intrinsically or inherently usher, a nether does uh, through association will not be valid with. Which means, it's double expression, either nether, 
You have to take a vow in association to something else that was already had a vow. Ask the Gemara, Ihachi, if if we're learning it out from Kiid or Neder, I feel Nami. I don't understand. It shouldn't, even if it is inherently forbidden, there should be a valid Neder because Haksiv Lesar Isar Al Nafshay. So Lesar Isar, another double expression. I'll say anything that was Usar and now you're creating Isar also is going to be valid. That's what Nafshay Miboyle says. The Gemara. Miboilei, the lesser iser miboilei the chidatanya. No, I already need lesser iser. Ezo iser from a batayra v'chulu teach me which iser is uh, said in the Torah, and that was the earlier limud that even a nether through association is at all uh, works at all. Fine. So lesser iser says the Gemara means that through association works, and lindar nether is telling me that it's all, a nether through association is only going to be valid if you associate it with something else that's prohibited through a nether, not when you associate it with something which is inherently, intrinsically forbidden. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, let's quote the Mishnah, somebody says to his Rebetzin, you are to me like mom. Oh, so mom's usher. Mom's usher. But the Mishnah still said, you're going to have to go and find the Pesach for this. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. Vraminu, let's ask, let's show that there's a contradiction going on here. If somebody says to his wife, you are to me like the basar, the flesh of mom, or kibsar achaisi, like the flesh of my personal sister. Now when you're mentioning basar, that's obviously referring to physical intimacy. Where they, where they're, the the basar is touching each other, kibsara chaisi, or he says it is kearla. The first three years that a fruit grows on a tree, it's forbidden to benefit from. So you say to your a person says wife, you're usher to me kearla, which means I'm forbidden to benefit from you. Three or, years, right? or no, no, just like the status of arla. Good arla, I like your say kearla. Maybe maybe it will have the three years. I hear, I hear. Um, or like a klayim of a vineyard, when you plant uh, forbidden species together, you're also you're not allowed to benefit. The halacha is loy amar klum. Loy amar klum seems to imply you don't need to go ask she'ela. You don't need to go to a mumcha. And you said harei ata like bizar ima. We 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 don't say um, we we don't say uh, like we said in our mishnah on on Omer that uh, we don't, over here we're saying you don't need to teach him a lesson. So do you teach him a lesson or not? Amr Abay Abay says, Our mission is dealing with rabbinic obligations and that price is dealing with biblical. So biblically nothing happened. Rabbinically you got to go do something about it. We've got to teach you a lesson. Watch your mouth. Okay. See? That's what people would tell me, but then my nose would get in the way. But either way, you got to be careful. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Come on, you've heard that before. No, Says, that. <laughs> that. Says Zog the Gemara. That's a Shmuel Kunda special. I forget, Shmuel Kunda special. All right, All right. Zog the Gemara. Rava um, um, says, no. It depends if we're dealing with a Tamar Chacham or an Amaris. Now, this is an interesting uh, topic over here. Who's a Tamar Chacham? In various places in Shah, sometimes a Tamar Chacham is somebody who Mamish knows Torah called. You know the 24 books of Tanakh, by heart, the Mamish know. And other times, it's, uh, somebody it's somebody who learns. Right, and that's what we're talking about over here. There's, there's a little bit of Torah over here about that. Meaning, if a person is a Tamar Chacham, so you're already aware 
of what was impactful and what wasn't, we're not going to say you need to go to a Chacham to nullify it. But if a person is Amaretz, then we need to be careful. Now, what's the logic over here? So here we go. This is such a Chashav idea. Such a beautiful idea. We're saying if somebody's in Amaretz, he's not learned, and he makes a statement to his wife, behold, you are like mom, you need to find a Pesach. Why? Because we're concerned that if we don't force you to find a Pesach, you're going to say something similar, which will forbid the two of you, and you're not going to go and find, and, and uh, you're not going to go and nullify the vow. See, a Talmud Chacham no, knows, is aware, that the wording and the specific wording matters. So if you said something in a way that's not a vow, we'll say, keep going, you're fine. But if person's Amaretz, this is a new, it's too close to being a nuanced case. Where if you're gonna if we're gonna say don't this guy doesn't have to do anything, he all he needs is one more word, you know, uh, to to throw in here, and all of a sudden it's a valid nether. So therefore we say start finding a. We're, we're, even in this case, we're gonna tell him to go find the pesach. But Tanya and as we learned in Abraisa, if a person swears by a tyra, person says I swear by a tyra that I'm not eating whatever. Says the Bryce at Layamar Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay? Huh? A few people are saying, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how Bezdin makes you swear. Oh, Gavali. So, but listen to his words. Look at his words. A person says, I'm swearing by the Tyra. You say, I'm swearing with the Tyra. You say, I'm swearing on a Tyra. What, what do you say? So, we're going to have to clarify. But again, a person says, I swear by the Torah. It's not a vow. explains, he says, however, even though it's not valid, we're still going to tell you that you got to go and ask the Shaila from the Chacham. Vyomar of Nachman, and Nachman says, if he's Talmud Chacham, then he doesn't need to ask a Shaila. So you see that it depends if you're an Amaris or a Talmud Chacham. Sometimes we'll have one halacha for an Amaris, a different halacha for a, for a, for a Talmud Chacham. Top of Amr Beis. You're right. Because if you know your beans, you know what you're doing. If you know your beans, you know what you're doing. And therefore you can be more lenient on those situations. Uh, you know, the, the Misa that I share no, with... Uh, Misa I share with my father. In, in Misa Feinstein's Chuvas, when he brings down every reason, uh, or not every reason, a number of reasons why opening cans on Shabbos is not a problem. And then at the end he says, oh, but the Misa, it's usher. You're not, he shouldn't be opening cans. Right? I, what? So when my father, Zechari Levracha, was... A Talmud in Lakewood. And my father was a Talmud in Lakewood. I've shared this story before. So, um, the the yeshiva cook was opening up the large cans of tuna fish on Shabbos for Shal Shudas. Yeah, just opening up cans. So, Rebruve and Feinstein, he's a little younger than my father. My father said Rebruve went and he snitched her of Maisha. He told her Maisha that in Lakewood, they're opening cans. So Ramesha told him, it's, uh, you should tell your Rashiva, it's a chashash dairaisa. He suspects that it's dairaisa. It's a, it's a biblical transgression over there. So Reb Reuven came back. My father knows this. My father was with Reb Aaron. He was talking to Reb Aaron when Reb Reuven came, uh, walked in. He said, I told my father that the cook's opening the large number 10 tuna cans. And my father says, a dairaisa. So my father said, Reb Aaron... Rebaran the cutler, he wrinkled up his nose, which he did very often when he didn't like something. And he wrinkled his nose, and he looks at my father, and he says, he says, Yossi, 
said, tell the cook to open it with a shinoi. <laughs> so open it with, it'll be a different, you open it with a shinoi, it's, it's the Rabbana. All right, in other words, fine. Be, all right, Azoyis, Azoyis, fine. So the next time my father went back home to New York, to the east side, so he went into he went into Ramayisha Mishpucha. He went to Ramayisha and he said, "Rebaron's not makbid on number ten cans. Why? Why did you tell? You know what's the pshat?" Reuben came back and said, "It's a chash daraisa. You hold that it's mamish a, a biblical issue." So Ramayisha said, "Yeah, it is because a number ten can painters use once they're empty. So you're mamish making a kli. People fill it up with paint. They'll keep it for their for their paint brushes. People use number ten cans." And therefore, by opening his own, so my father said, uh, so, but what about a push at the tuna can? A little tuna can that you don't remember? He says, of course, it's okay. Nobody uses it. You open it and you throw it out. It's garbage. No one's, no one's using these things. Okay? Now, if you, so, so, so that's, a, that's the Misa that, fine. That's it's a, push, a simple story. If you look in the Igris Misa, Ramesh is not writing that, oh, there's a difference between this can and that can and that, because Ramesh is writing for Klal Yisrael. So he writes, don't open cans on Shabbos. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Put a stab in the bottom, make sure it has no use whatsoever, and then you got to go beseder. But in general, you should be opening up things before Shabbos because when you're, when you're writing for the Hamon Am, for the people at large, you got to be careful with your words. When you're talking to the Midi Chum, that's what we're saying. When you're talking to the Chum, you, who understand where you're coming from, why you're coming from, you could be more makeable. As I used, you could be more makeable. Huh? There's some Mila Shilas where he comes out one way, but he tells Moilan privately that. Right, and, and that's correct. And, yeah, and 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 either way is correct. Either way is correct. Okay. Zok to Gemara Baiter. Tanya, we learned in our Baiso. Top of your Dalit Amud Beis. Hanoi der ba Toira. Person who swears by the Toira. Loyamar klom. It's garnished. Didn't say anything. However, if you say b'masha, because I swear by what's written in the Torah. You hear? Here's the here's the shaila. What is Tyra? What's Tyra? I swear by Tyra. Not loyal mark club. He didn't say that. If you swear, if you say I swear by what's written in the Tyra, okay, Tvar of Kayom, you got to follow through. Tvar of Kayom, Ba Ubemasha Kasaba. If you say I swear by the Tyra and what the words in the Tyra, Tvar of Kayom, also it's a valid nether. Now. Says the Gemara, Katoni Kayom. You already told me in the second halacha. If you write, if you a person swears, I swear by what's written in the Torah, it's valid. What's the third case? If you say you got to tell me like that's a chiddush. What's the ed chiddush of case number three? Amar of Nachman. Nachman explains like Kasha's no question. Listen to this. One's talking about where the Torah is in front of him. Now, it doesn't mean it's on the floor, chas v'shalom, okay? It just means it's in front of him. He's not actually holding the Torah, right? He's not actually holding the Torah. And that's the last case. He says, this, the, the Torah, and that was the Torah. However, the, the other case where he says, b'mashukos b'tayra, dinokit le'e biyadeh. He's holding it in his hand. What does that mean? So, machso al-ara, when it's laying in front of him, daite igvile, the assumption is, that you're referring to the body of the Torah itself, not the words. It's like, to, to even say it, the Torah as an object. Okay? If you're holding it in your hand, Okay? 
Once in your hand, so then the assumption is not just the object of Torah, but it's everything in its totality, including the holy letters of the Torah. Yuba Yisema, the Maksa Alara, where the, where, you know, let's just translate it, the Torah is on the Bima. Right, the Torah is on the Bima in front of him. It's on the Bima in front of him. The Chiddush here is, the even though it's sitting on the Bima in front of him, keep on Damar if he says, I swear by what's written in the Torah, Mahani, it works. Vizu, ve'in sarok zu, vizu, ve'in sarok And the, and the, sometimes you'll find that the next thing which is written is not really a ad chiddish, just the opposite. We're saying the bigger chiddish first, then we say, I don't even need to tell you in a case where he mentions both, how much more so is it going to be valid? Another possible uh, approach given is Kula, Mitsiyasa nami, the whole uh, the whole uh, part of the brisa that we're talking about. They all have the same exact case. It's all talking about the same case. What's the case? He's holding it. I so we're back to our question. What's the chiddush of the third case where he says by the Torah and that which is written inside? What's the ad chiddush? Since he's holding it, Alpha God since he said, I swear by the Torah itself, if you're holding the Torah, even if you don't say the words of the Torah, it's still going to be valid. So this last shot is very gishmak. Why don't you understand what's happening here? Again, the Gemara, the Brisa gave three cases. This is, this is gishmak. Listen closely. Case number one, if you say, if you say I swear by Torah. No. If you say, I swear by what's written in the Torah. Yeah. If you say by what's written in the Torah, that's a valid other. Case number three is like this. You ready? I swear by the Torah. Since you're holding it, we consider your nether to be Masha Kosovo. Even when you use the wrong expression. Since you're holding it, it's a valid nether because we consider it to be Masha Kosovo. Gishmak. Okay. So why would I, people who say they swear to G D? Yeah. With that, I mean that's taking the shame Hashem. If you call it the shame Hashem, but yeah, it's wrong. But it's but it's not a real shul because it's usher to take the shame Hashem. Mm-hmm. Hashem. Right. So it's a lot. So it's it's, it's, it's a, a exactly it's a lot on on it's. That you used Hashem's name again, but as far as yeah, Nether is concerned, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Here we go. Next Mishnah. Get ready for this. Kainam she'ani yashan. That's how we're going to translate this at first. A person says kainam, which is an expression of a Nether. She'ani yashan. About me sleeping. I'm making a Nether about me sleeping. Okay. Meaning sleep. We're assuming it means sleep is usher to me. Okay? But sleep is us to me. Fine. Now. That's EF sure. Yeah, what, well, why EF sure? Because also you can't go more than 72 hours without okay, sleep. Okay, it's EF sure because you can't go without sleep. And also, remember, a nether has to be on epis. Uh, that's right. It has to be on something uh, that has mamash, something of substance. Okay? Kind of about my sleeping. Or shani medaber. Speaking. Remember, in the previous mission, the case was. I'm making a kind of my mouth from speaking to you or whatever. So here it just says speech. Shani mahalech. I'm making a kind of about my walking. Ha'aymer le'ishtay. Kainam shani mishamshech. A person says to his wife, kainam from having relations with you. 
So interesting. You hear this expression of the Mishnah? It says, this is an expression of What doesn't it say? That it's a valid nether. It doesn't call it a valid nether. It just says that you're now going to be included in You're not allowed to not follow through on your word. Right, but doesn't fit the model of sleeping, speaking, or Why? walking. Because one... Kind of about Tashmish with you. But that's a, that's a physical mice. A dibor has no substance. Sleep has no substance. Okay. Okay. What about walking? I mean, you, gotta, you can only walk with your feet. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe walking is like that. But I hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Plus cash. No. Says the Gemara. Bye. Ready? Hear what he's saying. Yeah, it's, it's good. Right. It's good. Okay. The issue here is you're right, but he's referring to the mice of it, as as a as opposed to mentioning the everything's a mice. The evar. Uh, the basar is like you know, shlomit. Everything is a mice. Mice of eating. No, but I'm taking that thing. And I'm answering it like this. Oh, by that, uh-huh. okay. so There's an object here as opposed... Yeah. It's just, just taking it it's association. Okay. All, right. All right. Says the Gemara, Itmar, we learned. Kainam. I'm making a kainam. Ain't I? My eyes bishina from sleeping. Hayoim today im ishein lemachar. If I sleep tomorrow. My eyes. Right? He's mentioning his eyes. My eyes have a kainam from sleeping today. If I sleep tomorrow. If I sleep tomorrow, my eyes are kainumed from sleeping today. today. So in other words, I'm not sleeping tomorrow. And I'm not. See, the problem's like this. If he sleeps. If he sleeps tomorrow, then he can't sleep today. Right? Yet, I mean, if the is valid. We'll see. But if it's not valid, it's then Mimon of Shach. Marav. Al Yishan Hayyim, the halacha is, you're not allowed to sleep today. Why? Shama Yishan the Machar. Because you don't know what's going to be tomorrow. He probably will fall asleep tomorrow if he doesn't sleep today. Okay? Fine. Now, the major chiddush over here is, is that a nether could be effective, lemafreya. It could be effective, retro, it could be, because something that happens later, already now, it could be Asr. But Rav Nachman Amar, and Rav Nachman says, Yoshan Hayyim, he's allowed to sleep today. And there's no concern at all that he might fall asleep tomorrow. No, there's no concern. Why? Because this guy could stay up for two days straight. That's it. Say it. Rav Nachman admits when the guy says, I'm not going to sleep tomorrow if I sleep today. He's going to agree that that's a valid. Expression of nether, because that's in your control right now. You're allowed to sleep today. That's for sure. Go to sleep today, and then you just won't sleep tomorrow. Okay? Top of tomorrow's daf. Um, because if he's, when he's not going to be zahir, when he's not going to be careful, that is It's about his tonight. But when it comes to iser, then mizdaher, a person will be careful. Memela, what are we saying over here? What are we saying over here is that if the neder is going to 
Aser forbid tomorrow by something that happens today, we'll say Beseder, let him sleep today. There's no issue. However, if tomorrow is going to, uh, if, if what he does today is going to Aser up tomorrow, then it's not going to be valid. Okay. We'll hold it here. We're going to pick up from, uh, we're up to Tanan. Beshem tomorrow, we're going to go back and we will, same as we did today, we'll restart the Gemara on the bottom of Yudalit on Mabez. Get a new fresh start to this, uh, fresh start to this uh, Gemara. Spend a little more time on, uh, on what we just went through. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Beshem. Again, reminder to Daf tomorrow at 5.20 p.m. Hopefully from Yushalayim. What's the story tonight?